Wow. When your kid is in a crisis, who do you turn to? What do you do? That's what we're going to dive into today. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're going to be talking about something pretty serious. When your kid is in a full hot mess crisis, you got to call it a hot mess because there's nothing else you can do. What do you do? Who do you turn to? Well, we're going to dive into that because this is really important. And I want you to know if you and your child are in a crisis, this is happening across the globe. You are not alone and you've got to take action. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Roseanne Kapana-Hodge, and I am on a mission to change the way we view and treat children's mental health, showing parents it's going to be okay when we use science-backed solutions that change the brain, calm the nervous system, so that we can get on to having happy families and good lives. Kind of like when we were in the 80s, you know, <laughs> and not to make light of a very serious topic. Today, we're going to be talking about how to manage your child or teen's mental health crisis. And I felt like this was really important. I also felt like we needed to have a private conversation about this because this is an increasing problem. And I say all the time that pretty much everybody comes to me really is at a point of desperation and crisis. And, you know, we have this amazing center in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and we we have this great program where we spend six months with people. It's our Brain Behavior Reset Program. And I love our program. It changes people's lives. But It also makes me sad because people come from all over the world to work with us and there's not enough care for kids, for teens, for families, for young adults. We do a lot of work with Failure to Launch and there are really, really common themes that come up across. And first, I want to say the most common theme is coulda, woulda, shoulda. And we're not going to let parents do coulda, woulda, shoulda, because it's a very, very easy to see the problem when we look back, right? We can only connect the dots when we look back. Thank you, Steve Jobs, for that quote. And you start to see all the signs. And if you're here and if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, I think my kids really got something going on, go and get help. It's as simple as that. We don't have to overthink it. Nobody ever regrets getting help. They only regret when they don't. But you're listening today because you're probably in a crisis. And first, I want to say that, again, we often can make sense of things when we put all the pieces together. But when we're in it, we can't see it, right? It's sort of like when you go looking for your phone. Did this last week. It literally was right next to me as I was looking all over. And my 12-year-old was like, Mom, your phone is right in front of you. It happens, right? So when we're in chaos, we can't always see what's going on. We can't see the picture when we're in the frame. So let's be okay with that. But you know, when we're in a crisis, a lot of times a major obstacle is getting help. Also, knowing what you're supposed to do. So, and that's why we have in this group, we have our natural parenting solutions group right here, um, drroseanne.com forward slash group. So that way we can find support, natural solutions, and natural solutions are science backed, at least the ones I talk about. Please know that I'm supportive of everything. 
I don't care if there's science around there or not. If you feel like it's helping and it's a healthy solution, lean into it, friends. Okay. There's all kinds of science from everything about prayer and meditation. A research study just came out this week and said mindfulness-based techniques are as, if not more effective in the treatment of anxiety and depression. Yay. So let's talk about what happens when you're in a crisis, because that is the majority of people that are coming to me. And a lot of times crises creep up on you. You may not really realize your kid is anxious or depressed until it's a full shutdown, until it's a school refusal. I talk about school refusal in a, in a previous episode, so please go back and watch that. If you are really struggling, certainly go and get help from a licensed mental health professional. If your child is in danger of harming themselves or others, get help immediately. Go to your nearest ER. But let's talk about the steps to managing a crisis. When you're in crisis, you're in a panic. Sometimes um, the majority of parents think about my typical parents Some of them knew something was going on. Some of them are well aware. But I want to say most of the time, the crisis is sort of creep up. Some of us are living in chaos. Wherever you are, these are the same steps. It doesn't matter. And please know that your journey is not that unique anymore. People are in extreme amounts of crisis. The rates of suicide rates have doubled. They went up 56% before the pandemic in a 10-year period. In the pandemic, they've gone up even further. Anxiety, depression, OCD, self-harm, suicidal ideation, all rates have gone through the roof. So the number one thing we're going to do when your child is in in a crisis, we're going to put our own oxygen mask on. Don't tell me that you're not going to do that because it is the greatest mistake that I see people doing right all the time. And in fact, I'm working with a family who's always in a crisis and they don't want to put their oxygen masks on. The kid is actually getting better, but the family is getting worse. So why do you need to put your oxygen mask on? You know why you need to put your oxygen mask on. You're not going to be able to breathe. But your child is going to co-regulate off of you when you put your oxygen mask on. So critical. I cannot say this enough. So it does not mean you're perfect. You're going to hear me say this all the time. It means that you're going to be as regulated as possible. You're not going to be able to do that if you don't calm your own brain. Number two, we're going to calm the brain. And that's everybody's brain. If it's your dog, your cat, maybe you have an animal support animal and they're fabulous and they're helping you calm down. But as much as you all can regulate, and this isn't always possible when you've got a pants kid, you got your kid in OCD rage, or something is really chaotic in crisis, the best of your ability. Maybe it's moments. When we are talking about mental health, it's internal. So people use grades as a benchmark for mental health. No, no. But what we can do about calming our brain is that we can say, We're all going to do four, seven, eight breath three times a day. You have to actually use these initiatives that we know calm the brain. Maybe it's my calm PMF device. Maybe it's our multi-mag brain formula. All things that are happening soon in 2023. I'm creating these because people are in chaos and they need help. We are going to connect the dots, right? So when crises happen... And had many, many, many types of incidences where all of a sudden, you know, this is a straight A student and they try to kill themselves. 
or this is a kid who's up and down in his pants flares and it's really, really bad. So let's try to put our oxygen mask, calm the brain down, step back as much as we possibly can. This is not always easy in a crisis and you can always ask for help. You can have a lifeline. Hopefully you got a bestie or relative if they're not a pain in the tuchus, but they're really helpful who can help you connect the dots. What was the trigger? So we want to ID and treat root causes. We don't want to mop a wet floor with a wet mop. We want to make sure we're getting to those root causes. What was the trigger? Sometimes a trigger isn't what you think. I remember working with this, my gosh, what an awesome family. And two special needs parents met at an autism conference and got married. And they're just such great human beings. They knew what they were each getting into. And I love that. So the child had a a breakdown and the mom called me and was like, you know, Dr. Rowe, I think this neurofeedback is like causing my kid to really act out. And I was like, hold on, let's put our detective hat on. And I was like, okay, is it allergies? Is it this? Is it that? And she was like, good point. I'll get back to you. So it turned out that this kid who is actually allergic to gluten and celiac started sneaking gluten at school and he completely destabilized. So that was the problem behind the behaviors. It wasn't as easy a solution as stopping the gluten because it really affected this person, this child very much. So we had to do a lot of things. It was very logical and we were able to get to the bottom of it. There are many sources and they are not all biochemical. That is good marketing from pharma. I had this great conversation with a mom yesterday and they had all kinds of genetic anxiety. And I was like, is it genetic anxiety or is it learned behavior anxiety? Hmm. So we have lots of reasons that it happens. So once we know to the best of our ability, we want to prioritize and make a punch list. So what are the most important things? Not everything is important. You're not going to get everywhere. And you want to make sure what are the most important things, right? Is it sleep? Is it getting to a doctor? I recently just had somebody who's in a full crisis, been telling them from day one, there's infectious disease here. And I can see it on the brain map, had a prior diagnosis of PANS. And they didn't want to think that was the reason behind their child's OCD. It took them eight weeks to get to the doctor. So you got to prioritize what are the most essential things. And if you're working with a provider who is an expert and who you feel aligned with, you need to listen to those recommendations. And I hope everybody has a provider that they feel aligned with. Communication is really important. That's between your providers. That's between your school. That's between you and your partner to the best of your ability. And don't feel like you have to communicate with everybody. You know, if your Aunt Betty has an opinion that is never aligned with you, don't keep her in the loop, but also ask for help. It's really important to create a team of people that can support you. It feels very isolating when this is going on. And it can be shameful to ask for help. For some reason, people are embarrassed about mental health. But if it's cancer or car accident, you know, we'll we'll create a food chain. Let's not do that with mental health. I am very transparent. When I speak, I talk about there's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? This is a common issue. So somehow we think we can outwit mental health. You need to have a team and that is really important. And we want to have realistic timelines and realistic expectations. 
I think some of the greatest failures that I see in cases is people focusing on the gaps and not the gains. And when you're in a crisis, obviously the number one thing is we have to calm the brain. Everything we can do is just bring it down, bring it down, get you out of fight, flight, or freeze, and to make things and create a breathing room so these treatments can work, so this talk therapy can work, so your family can get out of like chaos. But here's the other big mistake, right? So what are those realistic expectations? Don't say like, oh yeah, now they're not saying they're going to kill themselves. The first thing I'm going to do is get them back to school tomorrow. Is that really going to help or is it going to hurt? And I don't know the answer to that. That's a really unique answer. And you need a professional. You need a licensed professional. This is not something you're going to do on your own. This is why you get great experts. Are you a parent who's tried everything to help your child, but they still struggle with attention, mood, anxiety, or other clinical issues? Well, that's exactly why I'm inviting you to this free workshop titled Rewiring the Brain, What is Neurofeedback? And it's on May 16th. During this webinar, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience with you, helping you to understand just how neurofeedback can help your child improve their attention, their mood, or whatever else is going on with them. You'll learn about how neurofeedback is a safe and natural way to calm and regulate their brain and how that can really make a difference, not just for your child, but for your family. Don't miss this opportunity to join me for this amazing neurofeedback webinar. You can register at www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. And here we're going to explore just how neurofeedback can be a game changer for your child and family. And again, that's www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. People come to me because, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm also not afraid of crises. A lot of mental health providers are afraid of crises and don't want to take responsibility. But you have to have realistic timelines and expectations. Didn't happen overnight. Even though you initially maybe thought it did, when you connected those dots, it didn't. You then want to make sure your timeline is right, what your expectations are. Super important because then you realize this is a marathon, people. It's not a sprint. You want to really get rid of those root causes, get down into it. I talk about restoration, right? There's no reason why we can't completely reverse and change behaviors when everybody is all in and there's no magic wand or no magic pull, mom pill. So big mistake people make is letting their foot off the gas. So again, you get out of crisis and you're like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, they just seem to get them back into school. If I had a dollar for that, I mean, hello. That is not always the solution. I'm telling you, it's never the solution. We have to create kids that are confident and care about themselves. Your kids that's in a mental health crisis, I'm telling you, you know, they're probably really ashamed about themselves. They have so much self-doubt. They might have self-loathing and negative thinking. When we internalize and we have all of these looping thoughts, it's a lot harder to deal with. And so you can't always get to it. And it's not something that happens overnight. We have to get our kids to connect to their sensations, to their thoughts, to their behaviors. 
and you need the support. I think one of the greatest things that I do in our Brain Behavior Reset Program for very educated, amazing parents, right? We only accept great people. Got to be nice. Um, <laughs> you're not going to make it through with the application process if you're not nice. And that doesn't mean, remember, for me, it's I don't care what the problem is. It's the attitude towards the problem, right? You can always deal with something. And that doesn't mean you're not afraid and scared and, and worried and have a moment of negativity and all those things. That's just normal parenting stuff. Hello. Anybody who has a child experiences that in one time or another, but it's just so heightened when your kid is in crisis. But when we let our foot off the gas and we don't have these realistic expectations, our kids don't aren't able to thrive. And we want them to be the best versions of themselves. So if your kid is in a crisis, put your oxygen mask on, focus on calming the brain, make sure you are really looking at those root causes and addressing them. Getting them back to school is not the solution. You got to get into those root causes. It will keep happening over and over. And every time the nervous system activates, the harder it is to bring it down. So living in a cycle of crisis and chaos is not beneficial for anybody. And you all deserve something different. So super important, have hope, have belief, and stick with it and be consistent. There's no reason why you can't get yourself out of a crisis. It's just not going to happen overnight. Wherever you are is exactly where you need to be, sending everybody a lot of love and light. If your child's in crisis, have patience, have belief, have hope. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs. And there's nothing more upsetting for a parent than when your baby is struggling in the inside and you just can't help them. I want you to know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay. Everybody has the capacity to calm their brain and learn new behaviors. We just need to use science-backed solutions. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 